Oh my goodness. Welcome everyone to Game Over Calgary after a just embarrassing, awful performance by the Calgary Flames as they fall to the St. Louis Blues. I think 3-0 was the final. I had to quit watching. Um, just awful. Dreadful. No, no way around it. This was a terrible performance by the Calgary Flames following an awful performance from the Calgary Flames a night ago. Uh, my name is Peter Klein. I think Mike's running a little hot on this one. Apparently I'm a uh, little fired up, so we'll turn that down a touch. Um, thank you all for uh, tuning in to the, uh, the, the chat here. Um, while you're here venting your frustration, like the video, uh, subscribe. Keep the chats coming. We're going to do the, uh, the, the press conference at the end. I imagine this whole thing is going to be very um, ranty tonight because that was, there, there's no way around it. That was awful. Just a, a terrible, terrible performance by the, the Flames this evening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, like, okay. Same as last time. Let's just, okay. So, my name's Peter. Uh, this is Game Over Calgary. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at Primetime Klein. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon. Because these are going to be group therapy sessions all season long. Join us at Edmonton for Game Over Calgary against Game Over, along with Game Over Edmonton, as we talk about the Heritage Classic from the pint on white. Tickets are free. Link is in the description of this very show right now. Click on it. And come enjoy the show this Sunday in Edmonton. Now that the calm plugs are out of the way. The fuck was that? A terrible, awful performance from the Flames. And look, I'm not going to say that this was a must win or anything like that. But you have a Blues team that scored 11 goals in five games. And that's because they scored six. Six in one of them. A Blues team that is desperate for anything to get going, putting uh, their backup goalie in net who gave up six the last time he played, five the time before that, and five the time before that. And you put that out there. One day, sorry, one game after talking about how we need to be embarrassed by losing. We have to hate losing. We, we have to put better efforts out there. Sorry, that was a little loud. That, that's what you do? Oh my god. Just a terrible, terrible performance by the, the Calgary Flames in this game. There is no other way around it. It is getting worse and worse as this season goes along. There is no fight. There is no life. There is no generation of offense. There's barely any defense. At least there's a goalie there to, to help this team out. Because this is one of the the sloppiest teams I can remember seeing. Like, it, it is just awful what is going on with this team. That There's no other way to put it. I know I'm kind of, I'm just talking in circles right now, but it's so sloppy. And the thing that I can't work my head around, because with a new coach, there's going to be new systems. So there's going to be sloppiness involved. What is so disconcerting to me 
and far be it for me to, to question pro athletes in this way and all of those things, it doesn't feel like the give a damn is there. Like, Greer gets into a fight to try to get this team sparked, um, and that doesn't work because they, they come down and, and get a power play and score. Um, that wasn't a power play, was it? Either way. Um, it was a just, it's lifeless. There's nothing. that. There's no, let's drive to the net and see what happens. Coronado is shooting every fucking thing at the net, so that at least he's doing something. But that there's no anything with this group. There's no life. There's no, there's no one saying, like, there's people literally with their words saying, oh, this is unacceptable. We need to do something about it. With their actions, they're not. There's no one going out there and trying to make a big hit, trying to make a big play, trying to make a big anything other than a big steaming shit on the ice. That There's no one doing anything with this team right now. Um, Coleman, Backland, and Manjapani had a, a fine night, but they stand out in this game not because of their greatness, but because everyone else is subpar right now. Um, and like they, they played fine, but it, it's kind of like if I went and played an, an eight-year-old basketball game I would stand out as well, but that doesn't mean I'm Michael Jordan. It, it's just, it is, it is just awful. It, it's unspeakably bad. I'm at a loss for words, which is why I'm, I'm just saying the same five of them over and over and over again, because I just, I can't fathom how bad this has gotten. I can't wrap my head around how awful it is already. I was saying, because um, for some reason they keep letting me on 960, um, I, I was saying on 960 the last couple of days, this hasn't, this doesn't feel like game 7-8 of this season. This feels like game 89 and 90 of last year. Um, that This feels like they had um, the, the, all, all of the problems that we were blaming on Daryl. And look, I'm, I'm not saying, oh, well, Daryl was right, because fuck that dude. But I... I'm not going to listen to any more. Well, Daryl was the, the problem last year. He was a problem and probably the biggest problem, but he wasn't the problem, clearly. Or he was such a problem that it has led all the way into the, the, the very fiber of this team, and it's just festering there, which... I'll listen to at this point, because I, I just... I can't... I can't explain it. This is so bad for the first eight games of the season. Half of the... Half of them have, they've lost half of them right now in a row, four games in a row now. Um, they looked fine against Columbus. Detroit absolutely buried them. And now these two games at home, they look like they just absolutely don't give a shit. And there's been a lot of talk in this market over the last couple of days about the big players needing to be their big players. Huberto, nothing tonight. Uh, had a cheeky little pass to Sharon Govich. That was cool. Um, Nazem Kadri was really good at getting hit in the face tonight, and that was about it. And anytime I, I am getting, I, I think we have one of the better play-by-play -play and color commentary teams in the National Hockey League. But I'm getting real sick of anytime Kadri does anything. It's oh wow, look at the the jump that Nazem Kadri has in this one. Sorry, man, I'm going to need to see it for more than a couple of shifts at a time or just a couple of bursts at a time. It needs to be a consistent effort for, let's say, three shifts in a row before I'm going to start throwing you a ticker tape parade. I am so over it with this team. I am so over it with this group. It is like, at this point, tear it all down. Trade anything you can. I don't want to lock in this group. I don't want to watch this team anymore. Um, <laughs> So come to our live show. But, like, it, it's just... It's broken. It's broken, and it feels like it's broken beyond repair. And this is absolutely overreacting after eight games this season, but 
fuck around, man. There's just, there, there's nothing to hang your hat on. Aside from the fact that the goalie who sucked last year is awesome. Um, th there's nothing. Th there's nothing that you can say, well, at least blah, 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 blah. Because th there's nothing. The, the effort isn't there. The offense sucks. The defense can't do a damn thing in the neutral zone. Power play-wise, they haven't scored... I mean, they haven't scored anything since the minute 15 mark of the last game. Um, I'm just at a loss. I'm at a complete loss. I, I, I just don't understand how it got so bad so quickly. This team looks broken. They look disinterested. Um, it's incredibly sloppy. It, it's it's awful. All right, let's let's try to analyze some things that actually happened in this game instead of me just bashing my head against the wall, which it kind of felt like I was doing for for sixty minutes in this game. Um, first of all, I was going to make a joke about how uh, the Flames don't need a new arena because they can just play the rest of their games in the library because it was quiet in that building tonight, and no no shade to anyone who went. I wouldn't have been cheering either. Nothing to cheer about. I probably would have been booing the whole game because that's basically what this team deserves right now. Um, but it, it's it, it's just, yeah, it's bad. Um, and right from the word go, the Flames got off to a good start. I will give them that. I, I was going to say right from the word go, it was bad. It wasn't. The, the Flames actually got a, a pretty good jump in this game. Markstrom has to make a big save early on on a nice little pass. I think it was Thomas down low. Um, Markstrom ends up making the save on that one. The Flames get some pressure, get some things going. Um, and then, Nazem Kadri, everyone's favorite, with just a terrible turnover and this is why i'm not going to say oh it's the systems because there isn't a system in the world that says okay you get the puck here and then this is really gonna fuck up the other guys everyone listen bring it all in um blindly throw a no look pass back towards your net going to the blue line that is in exactly zero systems on this planet for this sport but Kadri does that, it gets intercepted, and it's in the back of the net. No shade on Markstrom. Um, and after that, it just kind of felt like, well, we'll get him in Edmonton. Because th th that, that was enough to break this team. One goal, and they just folded up shop. It is... It's bad. Um, Letty scores. Uh, I think they... I don't... They kept saying it might have been deflected in off of someone. It probably may have been, but I think that they've just stuck with giving that that goal to Letty, unless I missed something. But after that, like it was just it was chance after chance for the Blues. A power play that's now I think one for nineteen this season. Just I don't want to say dummied the Flames because I don't think they scored. But the the puck movement was great. They were creating chances, and if not for Jacob Markstrom, then that power play might have gone four for four this game. This game could have very easily been six nothing, which is still better than this team deserves. But that's what it felt like. Uh, Markstrom was great on the penalty kill, stopping basically everything. Um, I'm trying to think of other bright spots that there just there weren't any. So that's just a, a quick summary of what's going on. Going to I, I haven't gone to the, the chat as much in this one. We are going to do the press conference at the end. So save your questions uh, unless there's something pertaining to, to what I'm ranting and raving about. Um, save your your questions for for then. We got 43 people in the chat, which I greatly appreciate. Um, Remember to like this video, share it with your friends. We all, the whole misery loves company thing. It's a group therapy session together. Um, so, so let's get in on this one and chat about it. Subscribe to the channel. I know I'm saying I don't want to watch this team, but 
we're here for each other. This is a great community that's been built here with Game Over Calgary to, to kind of help us through these murky waters of the next 74 fucking games of this season. One of which is going to be played outside. The next one. And Audie and I are going to be in Edmonton for a, a little Game Over Battle of Alberta. Uh, it'll be us along with the Game Over Edmonton folks. With, with Dennis, um, Avery, and Zach. Special guests are going to be there as well. It's going to be an absolute blast. Um, and it's either going to be Audie and I melting down. Or Zach who is just primed for absolute whatever the 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 highest or worst defcon is he is ready for that type of a meltdown if the oilers lose to the flames in that game so either way you can bask in our misery in person get your tickets available now uh the link is available in the show notes here um taking a look at the positives from this game all right, moving on. Uh, no, there was one. It's Jacob Markstrom's performance. And I, I was saying this on the radio today. The, the numbers don't look great. Like, he gave up, I think it was, what, 3-17 on 17 against the, the Rangers? Uh, tonight, he ends up with, uh, I think, 29-30 saves in, in this performance. But he has been an absolute bright spot for the Flames this season. Gone is the goalie from a season ago. He is confident in that net. He is making big save after big save. There's still a, a couple little backbreakers that aren't aren't perfect. But aside from that, he has been anything you could have possibly wanted. When you're looking at the blame pie for, for how this season is gone... I don't even know if he's a sliver on there for, for how terribly the, this season has started for this Flames team. Um, yeah, no, he, like, th there's nothing more you could ask from him. Vladar has been shaky, but the, the biggest positive you can take away from this is that if the rest of the team can figure their shit out, Markstrom's performance is something that leads you to believe that this team could... Bear with me for this sentence. Could go on a bit of a run. He is he is playing at a cal he is playing at a, a run esque caliber. Anyway, the rest of the team isn't. Um, but if, if they do decide to, to get things going, that then he could really really start to, to get this thing um, going in the right direction for them. But once again, the other big guys fail miserably. Nazem Kadri was awful again tonight. It's turnovers, um, and then after turning it over. It feels like the Nazem Kadri that we were sold on is someone who would have absolutely busted his ass to get back and try to break that up. Instead, it wasn't exactly control or disconnected, but uh, it wasn't go. Uh, it wasn't. I'm going to stop that from happening. Um, it, it's. I, I think he is the one I'm the most disappointed in this season. When, when uh, again, I'm talking about this blame pie. I think he deserves the most of it right now. Um, and there's a lot to go around, but I think he has been the biggest disappointment for this team so far. They, at the beginning of the season, kind of tasked him with elevating a couple of young players so that you had a, a group with three lines that you could roll out confidently, and now you have one line that you can roll out confidently because he didn't elevate those guys, and he is contributing to the top line being dog shit. Um, I... I do put a lot of the blame on Huberto and on Nazem Kadri. 
If Elias Lindholm could fucking show up in one of these games, that would be spectacular as well. Because um, he, for a guy who wants $9 million, um, unless that's a million dollars for every time I've noticed him this season, then I, I'm hoping that he has something else planned for for this magical run that, that he's going to go on to get a, a long-term contract with this team. And yeah, Huberto has been extremely sloppy with the puck and not doing anything to, to contribute to winning with this team. That, that's been the thing. Like, there's just... I, I want to know what it's supposed to look like. Like, if they were just playing pylons out there, what is supposed to be... Like, how is this supposed to go? Because I, I don't know what this team is driving at. Offensively, it's atrocious right now. Defensively, the neutral zone is just right there. Teams flying through the neutral zone. Instead of slowing them up, teams are picking up speed. It, it's like they get the, uh, the, the, the mushroom in Mario Kart and they can just right through and create scoring opportunities off of that on man rushes like you wouldn't believe for teams coming in and again this blues team is not a juggernaut two two and one to start the season with 11 goals and a minus four goal differential and again it's only that good because they put six in against the penguins and that's that's how you show it but it, there's just aside from the goaltending and i guess the penalty killing but that's kind of tied to the goaltending there's nothing that you can be like, okay, well, at least they've got this figured out. It's Markstrom, and aside from that, it's awful. And I don't want to hear about new systems. I don't want to hear about um, this, that, or the other thing. It's it's everything. It, and a lot of this is, like, Huska probably deserves some of the blame, too. I know we all like him. But for a team that is trying to... If we are, just to, to take a, a deep breath, which I definitely need to do, but if we're going to do that and accept that it's just systems. Um, I feel like the guy in that History Channel meme with the aliens. If it's just systems, then why are we shuffling up the lines to start every period? Why are we going from Huberto with Lindholm and Kadri to, to Kadri with Dubé and Hunt to Hunt with Huberto and Lindholm to Manjapani uh, playing on a line where Markstrom's the right winger for some reason. Like, why, why are we messing with all of these lines um, when we're trying to get these systems in place? Also, I... and. I understand that this is revisionist history and I'm just grasping at things right now. If this system was going to be so goddamn complicated that they couldn't figure it out in the first eight games of the regular season, what were we doing in the preseason? Why do we have eight preseason games? And I get like, if anyone gets hurt in any of those preseason games, that there's going to be an uproar, including from me. So I, I am being a hypocrite in this. But what, you've never seen a hypocrite before? Um... <laughs> You had the entire training camp and all preseason to work on systems. And it looks like this. Like, what were they doing in practice? I don't get it. I, I don't I don't get how it can look this bad already this season. Like, and the the again, the real downer of all of this is that it just it looks and feels broken. That there's nothing that you can hang your hat on aside from Markstrom and the occasional strong performance from Manjapani Coleman and Backlund. There's nothing that you can say, okay, well, this is going to be the thing that digs this team out of the hole. Aside from the hope that, well, it can't be fucking worse. That there isn't much that you can say um, from what this group is doing that would lead you to, well, the next result's going to be positive. 
if Edmonton scores, and I'm not kidding, if Edmonton scores 10 on the Flames in the next game, would not be shocked. They're going to be pissed off because they're having a bit of a difficult time right now as it is also. Um, there's nothing that would surprise me with how low this team could get. At the very beginning of the chat here, and you guys have been great in the chat tonight, I promise I'm not ignoring you. I'm just ranting on my own uh paul singh said feels like rock bottom <laughs> matt c unfortunately we're nowhere near rock bottom just yet um but it like it, it has this rock bottom feeling but rock bottom like you you keep it keeps happening it's like you're playing the rock on no mercy and he has unlimited special because it just it keeps being rock bottom and you keep okay well this is oh my god it's further down oh my it's a new rock bottom um all of it is so bad it's all it's all frustrating, and I don't I don't blame people for not showing up at games. I don't blame the people who do show up at games for being library quiet. I, I don't blame um, everyone in here for talking about how frustrated they are. I, I don't blame anyone on the the nine sixty text line for saying it's broken. Blow this thing up. At this point, the problems seem unfixable. It feels broken. It feels like there is something systemic with this team that is just done. And I I don't see how you get out of this without blowing this thing up. And again, I know I'm overreacting to the eighth game of the season. But like I said earlier, it feels like the 90th game of last year. Because it's all the same shit. It's all the same problems that we saw last year. Coming back this year, no effort. No one's doing the, th the the little things that contribute to winning. No one's doing the little things that create scoring opportunities. No one's doing a fucking thing. Little thing, big thing, medium thing, um, anything in the neutral zone to make life easier for their goaltender or for their defensive system that apparently is the most complicated system known to man because these professional fucking athletes can't figure it out. Um, and then defensively, they're not doing anything to, to help winning either. There is nothing this team is doing right now that even remotely resembles winning hockey nothing nothing about this team looks like any sort of a winner at all it, it just looks like an embarrassing collection of hockey players out for cardio for 60 minutes while other actual nhl teams kick the shit out of them that's where we're at with this group right now so again, come to our live show uh, this <laughs> this weekend. Um, there's going to be a lot of yelling um, going on with the, the Flames and the Oilers. We're really driving this home. I want to see some Calgary representation there. I don't want to talk to a room full of Oilers fans. Okay, so Flames people. Are you with me? Let's all be sad together in Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> get your tickets now. Um, the, the link is in the description of this YouTube show. Or if you're listening to podcast form later, it's in the description of that too. We got you covered. Uh, but come check us out in Edmonton again. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, regardless of, of how frustrated we are. But that's enough of my ranting. Um, there are some of you who heard me for two hours on the radio today and have now heard me for uh, about 23 minutes on podcast form today. I, I've done an of the ranting what do you guys have to say let's let's just like fire through some of these here in the chat um i almost gave out the 960 text line uh but let's um ask the questions 
Um, and let's just, let's fire through. What are you guys thinking? Ask away here. It is now time for the press conference. Uh, Conrad with a, a string of things here. This is the exact team play that I want and have wanted from the Flames for some time. Garbage. They need to be bad for, um, for some years to rebuild properly, except the GM and management are actively trying to extend guys instead of trading them. Sad. Commit to the rebuild, guys. Do it. Um... I have Canucks, or I'd rather, <laughs> I, I uh, or I'd be there with you. Okay, I thought we were. I thought he was saying he'd rather have the, the Canucks, but he's talking. Uh, Conrad does some great work with the Calgary Canucks. Um, wish you would be there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I think I saw you in here earlier. Um, we, we at least have Cavalry, hoping to bring home a, a trophy coming up this weekend. Uh, pulsing Nikita Zadorov just issued a public apology on behalf of the team. He's shown more leadership. Meanwhile, our captain has been radio silent. I don't know if this is necessarily on Backland. Um, but yeah, Zadorov, I did not see that. Um, let's see here. Going to the, the old Twitter machine. Uh, this is a real good time for my Wi-Fi to, to not work all that well. Da, 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 da. Click on that. I quickly don't see it, but I, I'm sure something is out there. Uh, but thank you, yeah, for, for letting me know. Chain uh, <laughs> Hearts, ready for the pillow fight of Alberta on, on Sunday. Yeah, I think that the puck at some point is just going to explode because you can't fathom either of these teams doing really well. Uh, what do you, this one coming from So Euphoric, which is the opposite of what we feel um, after this one. I realize I'm tilting down, you guys just see the top of my head, but I got a fun lucha mask for you to look at after. Um... What do you think of Solovyov tonight? I thought he looked like one of our better defensemen. I I thought he looked fine. Like, there was... I think he took a cross-checking penalty at some point. But aside from that, like, he's out there blocking shots, which is a whole other thing. But um, I thought like, I thought he was sound tonight. Uh, quite frankly, for the most part, I didn't notice him, which is kind of what you want from a, a young defenseman. Um, th there was no bonehead mistakes. There was no back-breaking whatevers. Um, you, you didn't see a goal and be like, oh... He's covering like the third wrong person on there to, to cover. I, I thought I thought he was fine tonight, and I think he definitely, excuse me, ha, has earned another look. And even when Rasmus comes back, I don't know if um, I don't know if I would take him out. I, I would consider Gilbert at this point. I don't think Gilbert's done anything to no, not that he's done anything egregiously wrong, but I, I would rather give it a shot with the young kid and and see what goes on with that. Um, J-Rock asking, does trading Vladar get you any decent pieces back to help stitch this team back together? I don't think so. I think if you're trading Vladar, you're getting a mid to late round pick. Um, mid if a team is super desperate, late if a team has watched him. <laughs> I, I think the time to trade him was the offseason uh, if you wanted to get something back. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think you're fixing this team with a Dan Vladar trade. Um, unless it frees up salary cap space so you can then make another move. Um, I, no, I, I don't think... I, like, you could trade Vladar. It'd probably be for a fourth, fifth, or sixth round pick, and you, you would have cap space, and that's basically... That's basically all you're getting, is a, a bit of cap space to help if some of these guys end up coming off of LTIR. Uh, Matt C., do you think the chopping and changing lines is affecting chemistry? How could it not? Right, like th this is this has been a problem here for two years. It, they're they're trying to get chemistry with this team that was kind of thrown together with a bunch of new pieces last year. This year, you're throwing a bunch of kids into the mix, and 
you're not letting anyone get any consistent playing time with each other. The time to do this, like I said, the time to do all this shit was the preseason. Yeah, let's see what Kadri looks like with Hunt and Sharon Govich out there. Why not? Give it a go against the Coachella, Fire Valley, whatever the hells. Um, but to do this now in the regular season, I think there needs to be some continuity. And I get, like, it's a difficult balancing act because the team looked like dog shit. And from a coach's standpoint... There's only so many garbage cans you can throw and tables you can flip over and, and things like that. At some point, you have to try different mixes, so I understand that, but it's just nothing is is clicking right now. So just stick with something and hope that it, it starts to click and hope you start to see something. Because, yeah, I do think that the line changes is absolutely affecting things with this group right now. Uh, are we able to send Kadri back to the American Hockey League? I don't believe so. Um... <laughs> Solovyov looked like a league average NHLer, which is kind of all we're looking for right now. Is Markstrom the only flame to give a damn? Um, as Conrad said, it's it's him and Zadorov. I do think, like, I think Coleman gives a damn. Um, I think Manja's give a damn meter is pretty high. Um, I, I think those guys have been out there, but the problem is it, it's not the difference makers on this team. It's not the the Lindholms. It's not the, um, the, the Hubertos. It's not the Kadris. It's some of the other guys who are kind of chipping in tonight. Um, we have Kachina saying, I genuinely don't understand how this team literally has no offensive finish whatsoever. The talent they have on paper and the team on the ice is literally night and day. I'm in complete agreement with you. You see a team that has Huberto and Kadri and Lindholm and Coleman and Manjapani and Dubé and all that. Like, it's been so bad for so long that we forget if you just like dropped in looking at this Flames team a couple times a year and you see that roster, you think, okay, yeah, that this team's got some offensive weapons. But because we've seen what we've seen the last couple of years, I saw the lines today and I was like, this team just doesn't have enough skill. Like this is just, it's a bad hockey team. You have uh, a first line winger who had 55 points last season. Um, you have uh, a third like it's just it's really really bad right now um and i don't know even if it gets like even if things get fixed what is this team and this is where the, the hannafin um lindholm conversation is is so interesting because as i've said before you'd rather have hannafin than not he is a a skilled defenseman um still pretty young and i feel like he is like just starting to kind of round into the defenseman we think he can be that being said, locking him into a long-term contract and locking Lindholm, who could be one of the better two-way centers in the league, you're just stuck with this. I don't know where the better is coming from because the, the bless them all in the system, Zari with eight assists in four games with the Wranglers, those guys aren't coming in and making a difference. Um, they don't have a, a high-level player right now. You you look at um, the, the Athletic. Corey Pronman did a... Uh, a piece on what these teams are going to look like five years from now. And the Flames' first line five years from now is Huberto X and X. They don't have high-level talent on this team right now. And, you, like, Huberto and Kadri were supposed to be that, but they're not. We are now 90 games into this. They ain't that. So I... Like, I had a lot of people in my mentions because I, I said on the, the radio that Hubro needs to be that $10 million guy. He just simply isn't. So I need to stop expecting it. The problem is he's making $10 million so they can't go out and get an actual difference maker. There isn't enough skill. 
they don't play with the give a damn that a team that is deficient in the skill department would need to be successful. Um, and they don't play a defensive style, I mean, period, uh, but they don't play a defensive style that would then help you win games when you don't have the same talent as anyone. Like, that, they play with the effort as if they feel like they are a dream team, um, and they're the 0-2 Red Wings, but all of those players in their prime, and they can just half-ass their way to wins. That ain't it. This team's going to have to work really, really hard to score goals. This team's going to have to work really, really hard to get some wins. And even then, it still might not be enough because, and I can't stress this part enough, they suck right now. But at least we got the goalie. Uh, all right, let's keep them coming here in the press conference. We can go a little bit longer before my voice falls apart and I just have to start writing everything down on a notebook. Uh, you got Leafs cadre, not Colorado cadre. I think this is the worst cadre. I, and I think he would probably tell you that. This is, I think, easily the worst stretch of Nazem Kadri's career. Um, at least, like, Toronto Kadri was making mistakes because it was like he was too involved. Now he's not involved enough with this team. Uh, J-Rock says, I look at your roster and I see a collection of playmakers, but no true finishers. That is accurate. Um, for goal scorers on this team, it's kind of relying on the kids, right? Like you're hoping Coronado turns into that. You're hoping Sharon Govich turns into that. You're hoping Manj gets back to that. But that's it for, for real, true elite finishers on this group. So J-Rock, I think, nailed it. Uh, ben Greenberger robbed of a Kadri Bennington fist fight tonight. My money on Binner there. Um, the way Kadri is going, they, they kind of, I was almost hoping for that to, to try to get a spark. And then I was hoping that Sod's hit on, um, on Kadri would be enough to, to get him going. But it's just, nothing can get this group going. It's not a Greer fight. It's not a big hit on one of your guys. It's not a big hit by one of your guys. It's not a big save. This team just feels like absolutely flatlined right now. Um, I can't say it enough. Just an awful performance from this hockey team tonight. For the second game in a row, they look dreadful. And now they're going onto a national stage against an Oilers team that is extremely vulnerable right now. This would be, like, honestly, and th this is so fucking cliche that I hate myself for even bringing it up. Maybe this is what helps. If we're grasping at things, maybe just going out going out and playing outside and having some fun is, is going to, to help this team because they kind of seem fucking miserable again, which I don't blame them. I am. Um, maybe that helps. Maybe beating up on the Oilers, God willing, helps this team out. But the Oilers are over there thinking the same thing. And look, like the, the Blues were the team that you could pounce on, right? They've lost two of three, three of five to start the year. Like I said, 11 goals coming into the season with their backup goalie in tonight. This was the team to get right against. So I'm not doing the same thing we did last year where they'll play good in one game and, oh, is this the turnaround? Because we had about 18 of those last season and it never turned. So I'm going to need to see real sustained high-level play from this team before I'm going to take anything seriously from them um yeah left-handed penman 80s fisticuffs that would be great it's gonna be too cold to drop the gloves uh, you're gonna have to keep the gloves on uh just for warmth uh there was one here i saw charlie was in the, the chat earlier is it time for me to finally drop markstrom in fantasy that i don't think so i mean 
Depends what fantasy league, because we're in one together. And if you're in mine, then yeah, go for it. Um, but no, I, I think that Markstrom is going to get better as this season goes along. Because I do think some of the defensive woes are structural issues. Um, but I think he's great. I, I think that he has really turned the page from last year going into this year. And he is going to be someone who can now elevate his play. And so... If you're banking on wins, they may not be there, but I do think that he is going to to put up a lot of really strong fantasy numbers this season. So, Charlie, I don't think now is the time to to drop him. Um, again, unless you're in my league, then yeah, do do that. Um, okay, that is going to do it for this one. One more time. If you're going to be in Edmonton for whatever reason, I suppose, come on down to The Pint on White. Uh, Audie and I are going up to Edmonton. We're going to be doing the show live from The Pint on White. Um, it is going to be us along with Dennis Avery and uh, Zach along with some special guests as well. So get your tickets. They're free. Come hang out. We're going to have a really good time regardless of how that hockey game goes. Uh, we're going to have some fun either in in our sorrows or in theirs, it's going to be a, a really good time. If you missed any of this, the videos live on YouTube. That's how the website works. Or you can uh, find us in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts. They're up pretty quickly after the games are done. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKlein. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share it with all of your friends. I keep saying this, but it can't get much worse than this, can it? Hopefully it'll be better next time when we are live from Edmonton. Um, have a good night, everybody. We, we deserve a good rest of the night. So have a good night, everyone. I'll, I'll talk to you guys on Sunday.